The Swagger Podcast and its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this league or the podcast, and opinions between guests may conflict. This podcast does not endorse anything as the truth. That you have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. We fight everybody in this We want everything! In a near motherfucking swagger, you fuck with me, I know that for sure. And gentlemen, welcome to the one and only Swagger Podcast with your host, Douglas Fontaine, and co host Nick Lichtenstein and Thane DeLon. Grill shining in your face, blowing smoke in your face, smiling in my face. Welcome to the Swagger Podcast. Who that? What's happening? Welcome to the pre hurricane edition. On the Swagger Podcast. That's right. I think I just saw Jared Lacerda's truck fly down the road. <laughs> so he ain't going to make it today. Oh, Uncle Douglas, he had to go make a hot shot run to, where is he going, Baton Rouge? Somewhere. He's, I don't know. He said he's going to save servers. Yeah. I don't know what so. that means. I thought everything was in the cloud nowadays. Well, the, the clouds are blowing right past yeah. Jared Lacerda, so <laughs> that hurricane is blowing up all the clouds. Well, we wish Uncle Douglas the best on his endeavors today. Hopefully he comes out safe and... uh Hopefully he gets his ass whipped in fantasy this week. Also, he will. Also, Roland Gobert couldn't make it because uh, he's pipelining on the pipeline. I don't know what that means, but he was off, then he wasn't off, and now he's off, and now he ain't off no more. So apparently the P66 pipeline is uh, in danger of the hurricane. So he ain't going to make it either. But we do have one of the MVPs. Go ahead and cue that music. Doo-doo. It's now time for the segment we've all been waiting for. It's the Swaggerette Guest of the Week. So, as Nick mentioned, we have a special guest, the Swaggerette MVP, Miss Ashley, who conveniently whipped Teresa's ass, my wife. Ashley's team name is Wine and Grind. So I guess that my question is, did you happen to drink any wine at any of the drafts this year? Um, actually, I did, but very socially. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I passed out drinking socially as well before. <laughs> it's happens. I think your social skills may need a little bit of work. I, I think I'm pretty good at it, just saying. Let's talk about your team for a second. You scored 208.6 points. Your opponent put up a respectively... 181.85 points. So it was a close game, and unfortunately for your uh, opponent, she had to play you this week. But 
Your team, Josh Allen scored 32.4 points. Melvin Gordon, 30. Kamara, 20. Jones, 22. Cooper, 35. Fuller, 24. McLaurin, 23. So, wow, your your team came to play last week. I don't know if I've seen where that many people were that consistent over the whole team. So, your defense could use a little work. Jake Elliott kind of had an average outing. But besides that, man, your team came to perform. Um I did see you left Kareem Hunt on the bench. I wish I had those kind of problems yeah. where you could have. Are you going to plan on putting them in this week because of uh, Chubb being out or what? Um, actually, probably so. And also my husband actually ragged me that I didn't have Hunt in the game. And then when it all was said and done, he really couldn't say much after. Well, I don't know if you know this, but your husband was our last place finisher <laughs> last year. So whatever he tells you, you should probably do the exact opposite. Or you might find yourself – Running on a treadmill at the draft next year. Did she beat him this week? Do you know that? This points-wise? Oh, for sure. She beats him every week. What are you talking about? Vance beat Didn't even have to week. look it up. Yeah, he scored 166, 165. Yeah, okay. so she beat him by like 40, 50 points. Yeah. So it wasn't even close. So your team is solid. I think, um, I think you have a real shot of winning this thing. You came out second last year, didn't you? Yes, Ellie. Ellie crushed my dreams. <laughs> Wasn't it close? Was it super it, close? It end? was close, and Ellie at first was like, oh, you got this. Oh, you the winner. What? LOL. That's that really. reverse psychology. Ellie yeah, she was just trying to, like, make me bullshit. feel good to, like, let me down hard, you know? But I wasn't having it. Well, I could, I could tell you uh, let that go nice and easily, so. <laughs> <laughs> Those social skills. <laughs> Those social skills come into play. Uh, but I will tell you this. You are the only undefeated team left in Swaggerette, so you hold Damn. it by yourself. Celeste is number two in power rankings, I believe. So uh, y'all right neck and neck with each other. So that'd be it's an early season championship preview, if you will. So uh, good luck to both of you ladies. So, yes, I am pretty scared of Celeste. Her team is pretty beast, and Courtney's prediction, I'm worried, may come true. All right, Ashley, so we have some questions for you. So the first one, I'll start it off. Since I understand you are a mathematics teacher, I would assume that you have a very uh, logical, kind of uh, forward-thinking brain to, uh, to problem-solve. So with that in mind, it looks like you have a dilemma with Josh Allen and potentially Matt Ryan as your starters coming up here. How are you going to handle that? That is a huge dilemma, and I actually, as of right now, I would lean towards starting Matt Ryan only because I'm really scared of a zero. Um, Yeah, those mathematical skills, I know that um, zero is going to really put me away from uh, any type of positive numbers, but I actually am thinking Matt Ryan, but after kind of thinking about if other teams may also not be able to play and then we go and not have four teams the chances of that happening I almost need to just outweigh it and see if I can actually start Josh Allen instead but he's playing against the Patriots that's another kind of worry in itself so as of right now lean in Matt Ryan but that doesn't mean that for sure good answer like it Uh, um, my question is we know that life as a educator right now is pretty rough so if you could choose to be something else Right. Anything else besides a teacher right now, what would you choose to do? Oh, gosh, this is like Miss America question. Yes. <laughs> do you believe in world peace? <laughs> um, actually, I, I, love, I love being in the school system. So, honestly, I probably would just want to be a para, like something where I don't have to do the paperwork lesson plan part of it and all the state mandates and all the things that 
people dislike you for um, and just be able to actually teach and deal and help the students. It would probably be my choice. You are so sweet. That's mm. just like a Miss America answer, too. <laughs> All right, my question. I don't know if you watched the debate this past week, but uh, Mike Pence had a fly land on his head during a debate. <laughs> and Mike Pence is such a nice, uh, God-fearing man. And it kind of made me think about fantasy football a little bit. When you and Vance get together and talk about fantasy football, are you more like Mike Pence or are you more like the fly? <laughs> uh, I'm not real sure because, A, I didn't watch the debate. B, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm the fly because I'm not. Well, well I will tell you this. Vance damn sure isn't Mike Pence. <laughs> no, no Mike, was, Mike Pence likes charity. <laughs> That's right. In all, in all seriousness, you and Vance – play in multiple leagues inside of Swagger. And um, I'm kind of curious. Vance, look, Vance was the first league I've ever played fantasy football in. I want to say it was 12, 15 years ago. Jay's here now. He just walked in. But, Jay, you were in that league the same time. So as long as I've known fantasy football, Vance has been part of fantasy football with me. And he's been good. But when he came over to Swagger, he's been bad. Now, this year's team, he's, he's kind of increasing. His, he did start off the year 0-2, but he's been, he's been getting a little bit better. So my, I guess my question is, ever since you've been in Swagger, you've been good. Ever since Vance has been in Swagger, he's been bad. Why? I'm going to be honest. When Vance and I have fantasy football discussions, he actually will say, I think you should do X, Y, Z, whatever. And I usually go against, because I'm, like you said, I'm more the mathematical. I look at the probability. I look at the yeah. past numbers. And he's not that person. So well, actually, he may want to start being that person. Well, you know? I was going to say, it's very clear that you wear the pants in that relationship. <laughs> so maybe Vance should be listening to you instead of giving you advice. <laughs> See, we talked about this last year on the podcast. I don't give Teresa advice. Like, every once in a while, I'm not going to say I don't give her advice. I give her advice, but I'm not going to say you should start this person definitively over somebody else because I don't I don't want well, Vance <laughs> will damn sure as soon as you do that it's going to happen yeah well, no, I don't want to deal with it Vance will never say you should he'll yeah. say if it were me yeah whatever just like Hunt he was like you should have put him in your lineup that kind of thing but never like I guess completely pushing me to start yeah, somebody yeah. but usually what he says I'm going to be honest is a 50-50 sometimes I'll be like ah, I can see that and then there's another 50% and I'm like, nope, not starting. Well, so like in Swaglog last year, how the format was a little different, maybe I was a little more assertive and because it, you, we could trade with one another. And, you know, so for her swagger at, uh-uh, no, I ain't touching that with a 10-foot ball. <laughs> Nick won't. He's learned. And Courtney, for Courtney's, Courtney will ask me a question like, hey, do you, would I start this person or this person? And I'm not afraid to tell her. Like I'll say, oh, I'd start this person. But if she's the first person to tell me, oh, if I'd have started Noah Fenton week one out of one, but you started it, yeah. you that's, big dummy. That's totally me, and that's exactly why Vance would never say you should. He usually says I would instead because I would exactly do that, and I would not stop talking about it. So oh. that's why he's not. Gonna yeah, but them social up. skills are very, very <laughs> superior. She's I proved said it several times. <laughs> I said socially drinking wine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well... For future reference, you and Van should switch roles, and you should let him know what you would do. <laughs> um, in Vance's defense, though, he is getting a little bit better in Swagger League, and he is 500, I believe. He's my lock of the year to be 500, That's baby. right. So he, he's, he's streaking. I mean, he's a great dad. Let's just say that. I mean, you know, maybe not fantasy football, but he's a, great a wonderful jawline. dad. He's a great, great personality. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
He's good at running. That's and what you say about ugly people, right? <laughs> good personality. God damn. I didn't, well. And on that note, we're going to move on with Commissioner Nick Lichtenstein for some Swagger League news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Here's some other great town names. Latitz. It's Lititz. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. If you'll remember, last year he was dealing with a bulging dick disc issue rather in his lower back. It's now time for the Swagger News Update. Brought to you by Commissioner Nicholas Lichtenstein. Welcome to Week 4 Swagger News. Let's start off in Swagger League. Your week MVP was Roland Gobert. More about that. He was supposed to lose Matt, but we'll talk about that in a little bit for the locks. He scored 228.4 points this week. Our LVP is sitting right here. His name is Jay Richet. 116.5 points for Jay. How you, how you feel about that, Jay? I don't like it at all, actually. <laughs> <laughs> our power rankings look like this. Bringing the wood takes over the top spot from Corey Adams, our week one MVP. Can't touch this jump four spots to the number two, Mike Abair, which if he wasn't dominating Swagger franchise enough, he's now dominating Swagger League too. Home Skillet was our biggest positive mover, jumping ten spots to the number three spot. Let's talk about Winston for Prez and Lilik My Balls. Two familiar faces in the playoffs. Well, both of those guys fell 11 spots and sit as the biggest, big, excuse me, negative movers for week four, down to 23 and 25 spots, respectively. Last place race. Jay, you got some good news. You are not in last place. You're How? in third to last place. How in the fuck does that happen? <laughs> You're in third to last place. Well, the way it happens is they got guys named Cody Cortez and Dylan Claymore in the league who are absolutely terrible at fantasy football. No Neil Claymont is 0-4. He, he sits with 526.65 points. Ginger Ninja is 0-4, 539.5 points. Trade away all his team last night in desperation. Now he's definitely going to be last place in my personal opinion. Four play, you're 0-4, 551.85 points, which puts you 25 points ahead of Dylan. So as long as you can keep those 25-point buffer, you'll be all right. If not, we'll see you in front of the fireplace with a cat in between your legs with no clothes on. In the December issue. Let's talk about some other notes. There are three remaining undefeated teams. Can't touch this. Make fantasy great again in Colt 45. Four remaining winless teams. Ginger Ninja, No Neil Claymore, Shoe Pit Crewlet, and who's the last one, Jay? I'm last. You. It's you. The answer is it's you. Let's move to Swaggerette. MVP last week was Wine and Grind, who was the sister of the MVP the week before. She scored 208.6 points, as you just heard earlier in the podcast. The LVP is Pippin' Ain't Breezy, Katie Dufresne, with 119.25 points. Ashley is the only remaining undefeated team left in the league. So congratulations, Ashley. For now. For now, as uh, Courtney Lichtenstein says. You got the target on your back, though. They're coming for you. Right, I get it. Power rankings are as follows. Wine and Grind, one. Princess of Hell Air, two. Killing Like Baskin, three. Wine and Grind and Princess of Hilaire play this week. So it'll be a matchup of the top two powering teams. Last place race. Chrissy Sheremy still holds on to the first place, last place. And Jen Savoy is second. Amy Ashton is third to last. 
But Amy Ashton got her first win this past week. So Chrissy Sheremy and Jen Sava, the only two remaining winless teams. Again, Jen Sava, for last two years, have finished one and two or three, respectively. So she went from one and two to 39th, or excuse me, 23rd. So uh, Jen, again, get your shit together. Swaglock, MVPs this week, the TVs, 406.3 points. And, of course, they played the Lichtensteins and whipped our ass. <laughs> LVP this week was the emails. Apparently, Vance set y'all lineups this week. Thanks, Two, for, thanks for taking that monkey off our back because we fucking get that every week. 262.85 points. Standings, though, the emails still hold the top spot. The Go Bears are second, TVs are third. Power rankings are the same as last week. Emails, Go Bears, sidewise, one, two, three. Swagger franchise. The MVP was Tupac without a nose ring. Big Steve. LVP for the third week in a row is? I'm on the struggle bus. <laughs> Thane DeLon. Three weeks in a row. Do you remember who you beat the first week? I don't. I just need Christian McCaffrey to just get his shit together and come on back for me, man. Well, the answer was me. So, <laughs> so your only win this year was against me. Makes me feel real yeah, good. Well, shit, now shit. it's me and Jay, but I got Jay in the second week, so he needed to come help me out on the first week. So, oh yeah, I'll get to that in one second. Mike lost to Jay and I, so the champ and the two-time champion and the points leader goes down to Jay Riche and Nick Lichtenstein. Thankfully, Jay Riche is spending all his time in Swagger franchise helping our team out instead of Swagger. Where his team is third to last. You picked up old regular Jeff Ireland just off the street. Oh, yeah. He was, look, he texted me and he said, look, I don't really like anything except fantasy football, and I'll do a good job if you come let me uh, co-manage your team. Fantasy football and cats. Yeah. Well, what happens is he puts a bowl of food down, and if he has a toss-up between players, he names one, like, cat Kareem Hunt and one cat Nick Chubb, and whatever cat gets to the bowl first, that's who we start. And look, it's worked wonders for us. It's solid. You need to get some cats. (laughs) We got enough cats in this house. Anyway, power rankings. Mike Steele, number one. Trevor Travis, two. Steve's number three. And Mike Steele holds on to high points by 182.02 points. Moving on to Swagger Junior League. The MVP this week was Skull Trooper, son of podcast host Thane DeLon, TJ DeLon. Uh, the undefeated teams is only one of them. That's Big Steve's daughter, Reese Bernard. Quidditch is greater than football, which I learned what Quidditch was about two weeks ago because I had no idea what that word ever meant. If you will, check out the Swagger Junior podcast. For the second week in a row, TJ and Paxton completely handled the podcast on their own, and it's, it's pretty cool to listen to those guys get it done. So you got us extra second, extra, who? Oh, extra second. We can edit that. Yeah. Look up. The Swagger Junior Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast hosting site. Moving on to the last league, Swagger Guillotine. Last week saw John Prospery eliminated from Swagger Guillotine. Um, so his players went to the the waiver wire, and his number one player, Lamar Jackson, went for seven hundred and one dollars on the live on the waiver wire auction. So in which house total budget? Thousand bucks. So he spent seventy point one percent on one player. That, uh, I think it was Big Steve, right? Yeah. So it shows you how close everybody was to you, like who bid what. And I think the closest bid to Steve was like 400 bucks. Yeah. 
So he overpaid by three hundred bucks, but look, he got a good, good, good quarterback now. So, so y'all are laughing at me for getting Russell Wilson for like two fifty or two sixty, huh? Yeah, and then the next week it almost backfired on you. Yeah. Well, but the Derek, the Derrick Henry one definitely backfired. On That's me. right. He must really try to be winning some money in the league now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though it's a free league, uh, <laughs> I will say this: free agent acquisition bidding is where it's at. Yeah, definitely. I've been talking with a couple people. Look, there's been some mixed emotions, but. Um, I'm seriously debating going to a FAAB uh, waiver wire next year in Swagger League. So we'll talk about more of that. But that is your Swagger News for Week 4. All right. Next up, we got our Swagger versus Swaggerette stats. All right. Last week saw Swagger versus Swaggerette saw a lead uh, increase for Swagger League by 3 to nothing last week. So let's talk about this week. Our MVP this week for the men were Roland Gobert. He scored 228.4 points. Our MVP for the Swagger S was Ashley Email. She scored 208.6 points, and that's a point for Swagger League. Ding! Boo. Pippin A. Breezy, Nate Nakan, was our second-place male. He scored 217.25 points. Elise Sweet, who's up there in – where she's at right now, Courtney? She's been sending pictures on Facebook. She's it's absolutely somewhere, and I want to be there. It's like Wyoming, I think. She's it's absolutely the, the beautiful. Grand Teton. Wow. National Park. Absolutely beautiful. So she was second place, even though she's up there hiking around the mountains. Um, she scored 194.35 points, another point for Swagger League. Ding. Boo. Dulac Smack was our third-place male. Brandon Vice, he scored 213.3 points giving him his first win of the season. And he actually matched up this week against his wife, Mandy's Nuts, oh, cool. Mandy wow. Vice. And he whipped her ass. 192.05 for Mandy, giving Swagger another sweep of the week, three to nothing. What was his score? 213.3. I have an issue with this as ding, a math ding, teacher. Ding, 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 okay, go ahead. I think that you guys need to find a percentage to give us in points each week, being that we have a 10, a 12 person versus 10 person it's true advantage so we yeah. need to figure out the percent and point difference and give that each week in this my opinion not gonna end well for you though. no problem thanks for well. coming to the swagger podcast you won't be back <laughs> <laughs> no look i agree with you i i did at the beginning of the year i did say look it's not apples to apples it's 12 team drafts versus 10 team drafts this is the best we got same thing last year last year y'all only have a pool of 20 people to choose from we have a pool of 40. So chances are in a pool of 40, you're going to have higher scores. Um, that being said, this is the best I can do. I'm, I'm over here working my ass off for you, Ashley. <laughs> I mean, Bennett doesn't have a calculator that could do that for us? I'm sure he does. But Bennett spends an hour and a half each week doing the Running the Monte Carlo simulator. Running the Monte Carlo simulator for the guys. An hour and a half this guy well, puts in That was just a joke, week. but I mean – I mean, I'm totally kidding. It's really Maybe not that big just of a deal. Like However, a, I think that we should have lead. more points than we actually have. Just saying. Well, all I can say is uh, Stephanie Perk got it done. Unfortunately, you didn't. So. <laughs> oh, okay. That was, that was below the belt. <laughs> I'm sorry. And that was our Swagger versus Swaggerette. <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about the Saints. Who that? Akeem drops the ball. Oh. Akeem drops the ball. Brian Mill might have fallen under the 10-yard line. Placement kicked by Hartley, and it is, and it's good, it's good, it's good, <laughs> pigs have blown, hell is frozen over, the Saints are on their way to the Super Bowl. 
And now, it's time for Saints in 60 Seconds. Your New Orleans Saints traveled to Detroit and came away with a huge win on Sunday. The Saints were down several key players, including Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, Marshawn Lattimore, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, Andrew Speed. The Saints still found a way to get the win with an outstanding performance by Drew Brees and the wide receivers. This week, the Saints will return to action in prime time to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. The game is currently scheduled to be played in the Superdome, but may be moved to Indianapolis due to Hurricane Delta. The Chargers will be without star running back Austin Eckler and also will be starting rookie quarterback Justin Herbert. Go Ducks! All right, them Saints. Uncle Nick, when the Saints fell down 14 to nothing early in that game, how'd you feel? I'll be honest with you. I wasn't even home. I was oh. coming back from hunting. I was kind of listening to it on the radio a little bit, and we had a couple of issues with Swagger League like we do every week, so I was in and out of the website trying to drive. Jimbo was riding with me. He thought he was going to die a few times because I'm trying to manage players and stuff like that. I did get home, did see it was 14 nothing, and I'm like, all right, well, our season's over. If you remember last podcast, I said, if the Saints lose to Detroit, we got serious issues. You can kiss all your playoff chances goodbye. We, we did record that before we knew that our entire team was not going to play because they were all hurt. But. You're right, but still, I still would have felt the same way. I mean, look, Saints need to beat the Lions. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, you damn sure better beat the Lions, no matter if you're missing both your cornerbacks and Michael Thomas and all that. Still, yeah. my biggest takeaway from last week was Traquan Smith. Looked great. Where has that been for the last two years? He looked good. He stepped up. Emmanuel Sanders, too. Maybe they finally got a little chemistry with Drew. I said that I thought the key last week was going to be to run the ball, and they did pretty well doing that. Latavius Murray, I mean, I don't know. I, and coming up in this game against the Chargers – it's kind of a similar scenario where the Chargers suck against defending the run. Uh, Tom Brady torched them two weeks ago, like 350 and four touchdowns or something. So, And looking at that game last night, I, f I feel like Drew's looking a little better than Tom Brady right now. You know? uh, I'm looking a little better than Tom Brady right now. I like to say fuck Tom Brady. Well, he's a good he, – look, I mean – Look, I mean, I know there's the same section. You don't but even know what down it is. The, the thing about the thing about Tampa, though, I feel sorry for Gronk a little bit. He that dude's like he's broken, man. He, he looked bad last night. Yeah. Going, going back to your original statement, look, Drew made two passes over 20 yards last week, which impressed me. I didn't think he had it in him, um, and especially to Traycon Smith. I mean, that one that one dime he threw into for the touchdown. It looked Trey nice. Con, that was yeah. that was on point throw. So kudos to Drew. Look. 90% of the passes were still five yards and under. Um, I don't know if that's going to change when Mike Thomas comes back. Speaking of Mike Thomas, is he coming back this week? How about Janoris and uh, Marshawn? I'm not sure about them. I saw Thomas did practice. I'm hoping he comes back. I've been reading after the bye week. After the bye week, which yeah. is what, next week? Yeah, oh, next week's the okay. bye week. Ash week seven. Week seven, okay. Ashley, how about them Saints? What do you think they're going to do this week? I'm going to be completely honest. I don't have any type of confidence in them, and I know my husband will want to murder me for saying this because, you know, you always have to go with the Saints, but I warned him before. I don't know. I'm not comfortable. Breeze doesn't look great. Kamara looks great. Actually, I was kind of – I'm going to be honest. When I saw him sharing the ball with Sanders, and um, I was 
a little disappointed a little bit because yeah. I have Camara, you know. I mean, but Van says, you know, we can't do fantasy football over our Saints, but I kind of do. Yeah, I do too sometimes. What's the score? I started Matt Stafford last week. <laughs> oh, it's going to be high scoring both sides because Chargers defense is awful, as I know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 27-32. All right. Okay. How about you, Jay? I think we pull it out, I'd say, 34-17. That's good. Courtney? Courtney? No, I'm going to say Saints. I, I, I'm not picking. Oh, I'm you are going yeah, Saints? Yeah, I am going Saints. I am okay. going Saints. Again, okay. I'm not confident, but I'm going Saints. I, mean, I still say Saints win. Um, I just I, I can't do the score. Okay. How about you, Thane? I'm going to say Saints 46, Chargers 19. Ooh, Damn. Oh, I like that. I like both of those. An ass whipping. All right, before I get to mine, Jared Lacerre also has the Saints winning big, which is a terrible uh, – uh, We screwed. Terrible thing for we us. We screwed. I will say that Jared is uh, 0-4 on the Saints picks this year. So he has the Saints winning this week, which sucks for all of us. I'm going to say Saints win 14-13. I think it's a low-scoring game. Wow. Oh, I don't I don't agree with low-scoring, but that makes me real nervous. I, I, look, everything says that's going to be high-scoring, so I'm going low-scoring. <laughs> Justin Herbert's been looking great. I, I did start him. I'm starting him this week in Swagger <laughs> again against the Saints. But uh, – I don't know, man. I, I, th- I think they I think they figured it out. Leaning heavily on the run, not making Drew have to do too much. That game shouldn't have been as close as it was last week. Really, they got they shot themselves in the foot early, but then they got their shit together. So you don't think at some point Kamara's gonna wear out like without Thomas there? Stop it. He can only do so much. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. Kamara's smart though. If you saw last week, there's a couple times. Look, typically I say, man, you. St- what a what a wuss! Like he just fell down or he ran out of bounds yeah. and all that stuff like that. But look, he's making business decisions every time he got the ball. Smart about taking hits for sure. So I think he'd be all right. All right, next up, we got them dimes, them nasty nine dimes. Before I ever ran a casino or got myself blown up, Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. I'm serious. I had it down so cold. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for Nasty Nate's Nasty Nine Dimes. It doesn't matter if you're wagering a unit or your 401k balance. Nasty Nate will give you the inside track. This segment is for entertainment purposes only. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Nasty Nines Dimes. It's not Nate. Nate's not here in the studio today. He didn't do a recording. We love you, Nate. But we do have our Ofer guy that hadn't won a fantasy game yet, although he is. I, what's going on? We got Mr. J in the house. And some kind of way, something got sideways during the week or maybe last week between Jay and Nate. Why don't you elaborate on it? Why are you here today, Jay? Because I like to talk shit. Okay. Pretty much. And I told him I can beat him. So, you know, obviously Nasty Nine, our resident expert in sports wagering, who we love oh so much, he's got a little competition. we got an amateur coming up off the bench, Mr. Jay Riche. So let's lay out Mr. Jay's 
challenge. What, what, what's, what's, the, what's the stakes here between you and hold, Nasty Nine? Hold on a second before you do that. Basically, from what I saw, what happened was Jay Riche noticed that Nasty Nate was 1-11 on a season or something like that. <laughs> I, wasn't, like, I wasn't going to bring that up. Man, they gave this guy five <laughs> minutes of every podcast. I could probably do better than that. And, of course, Nate didn't take too kindly to that. And he said, well, if you think you're better than me, you can put your money up. And Jay's like, all right, how much you want to put up? And then here we are. So, look, makes good for good radio, right? So we're going to side bet who can pick better bets. That's right. And <laughs> remember, this is for entertainment purposes only. If you lose all your house money, 401K, all that shit, it's not my fault for damn sure. Oil feels bad, too. That's right. So that being said, let's let's go to our first. How y'all want to do it? Y'all want to do one up. to let one? Jay, let Jay, yeah. Give us one, Jay. And uh, we'll get, we'll get Jay give, to say one, and then pick. we'll get uh, Nasty Nate's from Thane. All right, my first one is the Cardinals minus seven over the Jets. Who are you taking? The Cardinals? Cardinals minus seven. So he's going to take the Cards minus seven against the Jets, which is funny because we haven't got to it yet, but our co-host just said the Jets are going to get their first win this week. <laughs> All right, so Nasty Nine. Nasty Nine went a little heavy in his specialty. He went in his bag of tricks, the old NCAA bets that I figured he probably would go on. He's got LSU minus 13 and a half this weekend in a surprise road game from a hurricane. And who are they playing? They are playing, I don't even know. Who else are you playing? <laughs> sad. Well, y'all big old LSU yeah. fans over yeah. here. Yeah. Just for y'all know. Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. I'm thinking Vanderbilt. That was last week. Missouri. So he's taking right LSU by more than 13 and a half. That's and right. Jay's taking the course minus, uh, more than seven. All right. What's your next one, Jay? I'm taking the Panthers plus three over the Falcons. Panthers plus three over Falcons. Got it. Okay. How about Nate's next one? Nasty Nate, back to the NCAA well. Kansas State plus eight. Don't ask me who they're playing. Uh, Jay, what's your next one? I got the Colts minus three over the Browns. Colts minus three over the Browns. Got it. Browns been on a streak lately. So you a little confident that the Colts are going to put up more than uh, – win by more than three, huh? Colts got, got a good D, though. How about Nate? Nasty nine going with the thundering herd. Marshall minus six and a half. Damn, he's going all college, huh? All right, he's the next one's next one's a pro game. All right, what's your last one, Jay? I got the over for the Saints and the Chargers of fifty-two. Good pick, easy win. Over fifty-two. Thane says good pick, which is probably usually bad news for That's you. That's right. All right, and what's Nate's last one? Nate's got the Los Angeles Rams minus seven. So just to recap, Jay got Cords minus seven, Panthers plus three, Colts minus three. And over 52 for the Saints versus uh, Chargers game. Okay. And Nate's got LSU minus 13 and a half. Go uh, Tigers. And we got the we got a tiebreaker pick. The tiebreaker is going to be Joe Burrow's uh, – Joe Burrow. <laughs> Miles Brennan's stat line okay. in the LSU game. So the rest of Nate's is K-State plus eight, Marshall minus six and a half, Rams minus seven versus Washington. And Brennan's stat line for the tiebreaker is what you got for Brennan's stat line then, uh, Jay? I got him going 24 42 for 337, four touchdowns, and then one interception. Three touchdowns? Four. Four touchdowns, one interception. Now, are y'all doing this? Uh, it's like Price is Right. Closest without going home. over. Yep. So if you go over, you think. That's I, right. I think I would have went $1. We probably won't <laughs> need the tiebreaker, though. How about Just Nate? Saying. Nasty Nine's close. He's got him 31 for 45, 333, three touchdowns, one pick. All right. So, Fuck Jay Nate. said Jay said tiebreak is not necessary. Um, he might need win a outright. fucking abacus to figure out uh, 
<laughs> that shit in any way if it comes down to it. Yeah. So it. I teach fifth and sixth grade. <laughs> so if I was you, I would not put all eight of these games in a parlay. <laughs> Level them up. Let's go. Just Let's win my some money. So cool. A little a little remix of the Nasty Nays Dime this week. We like to keep it entertaining for you guys. So good luck to both of y'all. And I know damn well we'll follow up next week to see how y'all did. So uh, good luck. Next up, we talk about all the stuff that we got wrong. Very rarely do our hosts or guests say anything incorrect or inconsistent with the truth. But when it does happen, we are obligated to bring it to the listener's attention. Next up, what we got wrong. All right, on what we got wrong last week, I got my lock wrong. I said Devontae Parker would score 30 fantasy points. He exited the game due to injury and came back in later. He still scored 24, but I don't get a point for that. Nick said that Matt Email was going to beat Roland by 40, I believe. Roland ended up Swagger MVP, so that didn't happen. And Mr. Jared Lassere said somebody in Swagger League would score 270. Those were lofty expectations, and that did not happen either. Also, like Nick said earlier, Jared picked against the Saints, which is always good for Saints fans, except this week since he went with the Saints. So those are the things we got wrong. Next up, we're going to give our locks. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Swagger Podcast Locks of the Week. All right, now on to the locks. Douglas Fontaine, co-host, not present today, picks the Jets to win as his lock. So he's going against Jay's advice that Jay dropped in the dimes earlier. Jay, what you got for your lock? I got my lock is Cam Jordan finally shows up. Two sacks. Nice. I like it. Need that. I hope so. Courtney? I'm going to go ahead and stick in Swaggerette and go um, further in my predictions, and I'm going to lock that Celeste beats Ashley, takes away that undefeated title by less than three. Damn, she's just rubbing this shit right in Damn. your face while you're sitting right here. Taking shots. Ooh. All right. My lock is going to be rolling with lose this week. I'm doubling down, kind of like I did last year with Vance going to win last year. It worked out. Didn't work out the first week, worked out the second week, so this year is going to be the same. Roland's going to lose this week. Speaking of which, I didn't bring it up during the Swagger news, but I just wanted to give myself a shout-out. Currently, Douglas Fontaine, all that shit he's been talking for the last two years, he's not a playoff team. Also, our other co-host, Mr. Thane DeLon, the one that was talking shit last year, he is not a playoff team. But guess who is a motherfucking playoff team right now? I didn't know we were in the playoffs. We're not, but Nick Ross, the boss, is the playoff team. <laughs> And leading the division after I whipped Travis Gomez's punk ass. And leading the division after I beat a counter wins last week. Even though counter wins is going to win that division 100%. Like, I have no chance to beat that dude. And I'm pretty sure Matt Email is going to whip my ass this week because Keyshawn Vaughn scored uh, one point. No, point five. Way to go there, Keyshawn. Way See, to go, buddy. This is the problem with Bennett's 
uh, playoff predictor and all the Monte Carlo simulations that people get overzealous and a little too excited when they see their name up there. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm a playoff team now. Oh, look Let's at me. I got a 55% chance of making the playoffs. Hey, let me tell you something. Live it up while you can. You ever go to Mardi Gras? You ever think about what you got to go to work tomorrow when you're in the Mardi Gras parade? No. When you're at the Mardi Gras parade, you shake your <laughs> ass and you catch bees and you drink beer. So when it's time for the Mardi Gras parade, you celebrate. And then you worry about work later. I think, right? I think that this is a little uh, premature celebration, Nicholas. I'm pretty sure my team is going to really suck balls for the rest of the year. So I'm going to celebrate while I can. Same thing as last year. I started off the year 0-4, 0-5, and I beat Thane, who was undefeated, at Family Day. So that was my Super Bowl. Right now, I'm living it up. Guess what? I still have three wins, which is three more than Jay Riche is going to have by the end of the year. So I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go out on a limb and say premature celebration rhymes with something else that Nick is probably familiar with as well. <laughs> that is factual information. <laughs> like I said, live it up while you got it, baby. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game. All right. Well, are we still on locks? I think so, huh? I did uh, mine. Yeah. Rolling will lose this week. So what's yours? All right. So after all that bullshit. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Nick Ross the boss is we in don't, the league. We don't give enough uh we don't we don't consider special teams enough in our locks. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that Jason Myers, go ahead and fire up your Jason Myers this week, the Seahawks kicker, because the Vikings are giving up sixteen fantasy points a game to kickers. Which is outrageous. The next closest is like eleven fantasy points. So you get sixteen points from a kicker. That's pretty good. I'm not going to guarantee he's going to get 16. I'm going to say 14 because his average is 7. So he's going to double his average on the season, get you 14 fantasy points, lock him in. You also said I needed to play Hawkinson. I and did. Lo- he got fire 10. up my Hawkinson. He got 10. And he almost didn't touch the ball. That's true. Just saying. But the one touch he got was a touchdown, I think. You are correct. Dude, <laughs> dude with Jason Myers. Isn't that Corey Adams' uh, partner at Edward Jones? Might be. Might be. <laughs> Jason Myers. <laughs> Hey, this Fire is Jason up. Myers with your Edward Jones locks of the week, baby. <laughs> and that was our locks. Next up looks like. The fuck I look like. Uh, oh, you niggas made this shit a game, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think I came to play. The this fuck is. I look like. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm back on the ass, nigga. Check this out. The fuck I look like. Y'all niggas acting like y'all don't know this. This is MG5, nigga. The fuck I look like. No, whatever you wanna call me, nigga. All right, welcome to another edition of the Looks Like Game. We'll start off with a Swagger member entry. Sean Savoy says that Jeremy Bourgeois looks like a guy you pick up in front of Home Depot looking to do odd jobs around your house. True story. Nick? All right, my first one is about our swagger at MVP. It says, Ashley email looks like the hostess at El Paso and Thibodeau. <laughs> Table for four. Mine is also about our swagger at MVP. In- that Ashley email looks like a down the bayou version of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you got any? I do. I'm gonna go ahead and pick on my sister. Alicia Cortez looks like the love child of Pocahontas and Pinocchio. Oh shit! 
<laughs> she knows. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. And I can go ahead and do another one for her husband if you'd like. Go ahead. All right. So Cody Cortez looks like the love child of Sean White and Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> Stan Duval looks like a character on Sesame Street that brings in the letter S. <laughs> what you got, Jay? Crystal Fields looks like a Dollar General cashier. <laughs> Roland Gobert looks like he changed his tires at Sam's Club. Chris sent this one, and he actually sent it in about Nick, but since Jared's not here, I think it's more fitting and applies to him. He says, Jared looks like the guy that storms out of the confessional at church, cursing and demanding a refund for his weekly offering. True story. <laughs> and then his wife whips his ass. <laughs> Bennett Porsche looks like the swanky club owner who only lets young blondes in. John Prosper looks like he has neons under his truck. <laughs> Teresa DeLon looks like she twirled flaming batons at high school football game halftime shows. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Jeremy Tivey looks tired. <laughs> and Haley Tivey looks not tired. <laughs> All right, that was our looks like game. Hold on, I got oh, some I'm more. sorry. We got, we, some got, more. we got some more. We're not done. Let's go. I got another one. Joan O'Marrick looks like the love child of Chris Griffin and where's Waldo? <laughs> Peter Griffin. <laughs> Mike Avery looks like he buys extended warranties on everything. Oh, that shop back he just bought at Lowe's. <laughs> Had three years to it for $12. <laughs> oh, man. Thane DeLon looks like the postmaster that takes your picture for a passport. <laughs> Jeremy TV looks like a live action figure on a new PlayStation game about blowing everything up. <laughs> Terry Porsche looks like he's tired too. <laughs> Ricky Arby looks like he's getting a table from Ashley at El Paso. <laughs> and Alicia Cortez is your server. <laughs> and Jeremy Bourgeois is the bus boy. <laughs> I can't go to no my God. We drank too much tequila for this episode. All right, you can kill it on that one. All right. That was our looks like. Again, please. Don't take offense, and if you do, oh well. But don't sue us. I ain't got shit for you to sue me for. <laughs> you can have everything I got. What's next? Next up is questions. Cue the music. You've got mail. Dude, this thing claims I have mail. It's amazing what we can do with computers these days. Dude, now I'm reading it. Listen, bro. I understand what you're saying. But I'm going to help them understand what you're saying. Basically, asking all them questions, asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements, uh, who? Asking all them questions, asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements, uh, who? Uh. All right, questions for this week, and everybody can answer except for the first two. Those belong to Ashley. Email writer White writes in. Is it odd to you that Vance takes a bath every night instead of a shower? <laughs> Not at all. I think it's very normal. And well, who wants to shower and stand up all day to take a to clean themselves? I like. Who to wants relax. to wash their face with the same water that their asses in? Have you ever heard of Trap? <laughs> 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 yeah, pants, Jimbo. I mean, a uh, lumpo. 
Every have you ever heard of like rinsing yourself? We have a little shower head you can use. Y'all are just like best friends, and y'all do everything <laughs> together, and y'all use each other's soap je- and whatnot. Don't be jealous. <laughs> What's that little thing, that little sponge that he... It's a loofah. A loofah. He oh, loofahs the it. shit out of himself while y'all talk about what all the things that girls talk about. <laughs> you wouldn't know because you use your bare hands. Yes. Clean my ass with my hands. And oh, you worried God. about water on your face. <laughs> anyway, question number two. Does Jeez. Vance sit down when he pees? <laughs> I'm gonna Look, go I don't ahead. make up the questions. I just read them. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, why? People like to sit down. Who likes to stand up all day? I mean, I guess, but maybe. I mean, I don't really watch him pee. Just saying. Well, maybe you should. <laughs> I'll check that out. Next episode, I'll let you all know. All right. Do some little investigation work. Report back. Question number three. And this belongs to everybody now. We passed the van stage. <laughs> Have we seen a turn for the better? With Breeze throwing the ball down the field after last week's game. Yeah, I answered that in the same 60 seconds. He's going to throw for 450 this week. Let's fucking go. But are they going to be six yards at a time, or he's going to get a deep throw this no, week? No. If Michael Thomas comes back, especially Cook, he's going to be pumping the ball down the field. What do you all think? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little scared. I don't know that he's going to be throwing it that far. I think we might get a little bit. He might throw a little further, but I don't, I don't say. It'll be all right. You guys are wrong. His longest pass will be 25 yards. In, in the, the air? air? In the air. Guys. Why we both say that at the same <laughs> time? Like, I ain't even going to say what it sounded like. But. I think we answered the question by that. <laughs> question number four. Who's your early Super Bowl picks right now for the NFL? Chiefs. I mean. Chiefs and who? Who's from the NFC? Uh, Seahawks, maybe. I don't know. They can't play defense, but I don't. That'd be a track meet for sure. I have honestly no idea. Jay? I'll say Chiefs and probably the Seahawks. I, I, Courtney? Nobody else is impressive. I just say Chiefs. I don't know the other side. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we're all in agreement that the Chiefs are going to be there. I think, I think the 49ers are for real. I really do, but we'll see. They've been winning without Garoppolo. Garoppolo's yeah. coming back. Defense has been solid, which brings me to my last question. Do y'all still believe in Tampa Bay? Let me start. I never did. So whoever asked this question, when you send it to me, I'll smile because I never did believe in Tampa Bay. And I've been on record saying that Tampa Bay ain't for real, but my other co-hosts think that Tampa Bay is the next coming of Jesus. So go ahead and answer that question. Chris Godwin's a big part of that offense. He hadn't played the past couple weeks. I still think that they will probably end up – I said a three-seed earlier, at at least maybe a four-seed now. I don't know. Maybe I'm reneging on that a little bit, but – I, I think they're good. I mean, I think they're a playoff team for sure. Cracking the armor. O.J. Howard going down suck because, like I said earlier, Gronkowski's not the same dude. He's a shell of himself. You could tell. Like, he's out there. He's just there for his boy Tom, and, but he ain't got it no more. Yeah, but they got Brait and Brait and Howard. He's, I mean, yeah, he's good. Brait's good too. Does Tom still have it? I think so. I mean, he threw for 350-something last night. Dude didn't know what down it was. Yeah, well, he had I'm a mental error. I'm going to say they still decent because I have the Bucks playing for my defense, and I have 19.2 points yeah, for I their defense. Yeah, I got them as well. So. They're De- sneaky defensive play. Yeah, they played Chicago. So Chicago's 4-1. What about you, Jay? I think if Tom doesn't eat a whole bag of CBD gummies like he did last <laughs> night, he might have a chance. <laughs> I still think they missed the playoffs, to be 100% honest with you. Hashtag Ricky uh, Aaron. I really don't think that they're, they're going to make the playoffs. You don't think they're going to make the no. playoffs? There's an extra there playoff Jay. seed. I don't think so either. Jay, uh, you about okay. to be on a, right. on a podcast full time. So that's your questions of the week. So back to you there, 
Dana Lowe. So we'd like to thank all of our special guests for joining us this week. Yes, uh, thank you for coming through. Miss Ashley, of course, Mr. J. Fuck Nate. Miss Courtney, who says that if we keep feeding her alcohol on these uh, podcasts, she might just become a regular and no, join she, us. She needs to be. She needs to give a voice to Swaggerettes every week whenever the – I mean, typically the last couple of weeks our MVP for the Swaggerettes haven't been able to make it. Yeah. But uh, it's good having Courtney in here. I think you add a lot to the uh, podcast. Thanks, babe. You're welcome. I Even agree. though you made Thanks. that little uh, premature ejaculation joke earlier, but that's okay. <laughs> it wasn't really a joke. <laughs> Thanks, Court. I actually, I'm excited to have another girl represent us. Even if I voted against you or predicted against you, I still love you. Okay. <laughs> It'll probably backfire in my face, but we'll see. All right. If y'all going to get all mushy and shit, then you're not going <laughs> to be on it full time, Courtney, but you know. <laughs> this is definitely making premature ejaculation go away. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, We'll close out another wonderful episode. We hope you had a good time listening, as much fun as we had making it. Get a couple laughs, and we'll see you next week. Stay, stay safe in this storm, guys. Yeah, be careful. If you need something, give me a call. Who that? Peace. Chipper. 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 Fuck you are. Look inside. Fuck you. Look inside your tiny mind and look a bit harder. Cause we're so uninspired, so sick and tired of all the hatred you harbor. So Fuck you. you. It's not okay to be gay. Well, I think you're just evil. You're just some racist who can't tie my laces Your point of view is medieval Fuck you Chipper.